0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, episode 160. Three tools for growth for middle school girls and their moms. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. This past week, I took a walk down memory lane and revisited my middle school journal. (laughs) Let me just tell you, it is something. I was texting my sister screenshots of various dramatic entries and we got a good laugh Every other day I had an angsty entry about my parents not understanding me or being so mean with plenty of entries about friend drama and gossip and my latest crush of the week. I was so boy crazy and I desperately wanted to be grown up. It's all pretty humorous in retrospect, but it was so very real to me at the time. And I can see in the words of that 13 year old girl, the self-actualization that was just starting to grow. I was starting to figure out who I was, who I wanted to be, and how I wanted to fit into this big world. Of course, it felt tumultuous to me. It was tumultuous. And that continues to be true for preteen girls today, perhaps even more so as they face added media pressure and technology that I didn't have to deal with when I was their age. For our episode this week, I'm honored to interview three rock star women who are working to make the middle school years a bit easier for our girls. These ladies are the creators of this month's podcast sponsor, I Believe in Me, a monthly membership program that helps middle school age girls gain the confidence they need to grow and thrive. Within the program, these women teach a weekly 15 to 20 minute lesson about an essential life skill or mindset tool for preteen girls. And they've also created a library of short tutorials for the girls on some fun topics such as crafts, hairstyles, healthy living, skincare, holiday traditions, and more. One mother who has a daughter in the program said, as a mom, this has been such a gift to have these wonderful role models and teachers for my daughter who she looks up to when she doesn't always want to listen to me. You do such a great job of presenting these life lessons in a fun way. I can't thank you enough. For our episode today, these ladies are going to teach us, the moms, three tools that they teach the middle school girls in their program that we ourselves probably need to continue working on. After listening, you can share these tools with your daughters and you can try to remember and embody them in your own life. Because you know what? I am still that same 13-year-old girl who was writing in my journal all those years ago. I may be a few years older, but I'm still trying to figure myself out. And I know the tools shared in today's episode will be a great reminder for me. And speaking of journaling, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about my Flex of Gold journal, which is available for purchase now and would be a fabulous gratitude practice for you to start on January 1st, 2021. So don't wait to reserve your copy. Go to 3 30 podcastcom slash flexofgold so you'll be able to get started right away in the new year. Like I mentioned in the intro, I have been journaling since childhood, and it is a treasure for me to pull out those old journals and relive my memories, remember all that I've learned and the ways that I've grown. I'm so passionate about journaling that I created the Flexible Gold Journal specifically for mothers to help us all look for and focus on the golden moments within our daily lives with our kids. This journal is good for women of all ages, whether you are just getting started on your motherhood journey or your kids are all grown up. It will help you truly see the beauty in your life. It will also become a treasured heirloom for your children to pull out and read so they have a written record of your love for them and all the beautiful moments that you've shared. Again, you can go to 3 and 30 podcastcom slash flexofgold to reserve your copy. And thank you to everyone who has already purchased one. I appreciate your support of my small business this holiday season so, so much. And now onto the show. This is Three Tools for Growth for Middle School Girls and Their Moms. Here we go. I'm here today with the three fabulous women who are passionate about helping preteen girls develop strong minds and strong hearts so they can grow into the women that they are meant to be. Katie Parker, Becky Fife, and Allie Callister are the mothers behind I Believe in Me, a membership program for middle school age girls. These ladies have 17 of their own children between them, 17, and they have been working with youth for over a decade, which they're going to be telling us a little bit more about in the interview today. It is an honor to have them on the podcast. So ladies, welcome to 3 30. Yay! Hi, Thanks for having us. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to have you and to have three guests is pretty fun to have all three of you. <laughs> you have such amazing energy in your videos for I Believe in Me, and I'm excited to bring Bring a little bit of that to the show today. And I think there might be some laughter and some fun that you bring along with you. Try to
1: you. keep it reined in, but still For
2: have sure. a dark one. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, and maybe I'll start some DJ music on the side, right? We'll
0: get some music going. Perfect. That's just what 3 and 30 needs. Is a little <laughs> DJ music. Back be Well, and speaking of music, I know that this program started out of music in a way. It started with a a program for girls with music. So, Katie, I know you're the founder of that, of Singer's Company. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Singer's Company, how that started, and then how it led into, I believe in me?
1: Absolutely. I started Singer's Company actually in high school. And it's a singing and dancing performing group for girls. Um, our main focus is strengthening their confidence. And yes, we sing, yes, we dance. But with the singer's company approach, there's so much more to it to help these girls believe in who they are. And singer's company is for elementary age up until fifth or sixth grade. But when it came, as the years have progressed, we wanted to do that same thing. For middle schoolers. And as it evolved, ends up the same mission, strengthening the confidence of young girls. But with I Believe in Me, our new middle school program, we don't sing, we don't dance, but we sing and dance through life and so it's creating those um and teaching these girls these tools that will make life fun and a pr- and and doable and you know the pressure to be perfect is gone it's just and the individuality is celebrating who they are and what they bring to the world and how they make the world a better place it's the same focus as singers company but with the, in a different way right yeah
0: yeah and i love that you kind of saw a need as you worked with these girls it sounds like where you realized that that development needed to continue happening beyond elementary school, maybe even more so beyond elementary school. And I read in your bio that this was like three years of you kind of thinking about it and getting this idea before you started, I believe in me. And there's, there's a garden theme that runs through the whole thing and you are a gardener yourself, right? Well, I won't
1: profess to be like a professional one, but I love it. I love earth. I love to watch things grow. And as I would work in my garden, all these, all these things that tied into life, like who we are and how a garden, a beautiful garden is full of variety. And it makes you think about the world we live in, about sometimes you feel like you need to fall into line behind someone else in order to feel valued. But no, it's, it's your individuality. It's the color of your petals. It's the gifts you bring to the world that like make this world so beautiful. And I mm. think that, like you said, this is what is lacking in the world right now is it's it's easy for young girls to compare and to think if I could only be like her or if I could only have what she has and even moms to do the exact same thing as we do in middle school. Mm-hmm. And for I Believe in Me, using those garden imagery tools, it really makes it really clear and it presents it in a really fun, clear way where you can. It just comes to your mind very quickly and you know what to do in situations to get out of it, to keep that sunshine in your garden.
0: Yes. Oh, I love it. And I love that we're going to go through three tools today that are kind of garden analogies. And um, we've brought in Becky and Allie, which are two of your teachers and co-creators of I Believe in Me to Yay. to help teach us these three metaphors. Do you want to start in with your first garden tool for us?
1: Yeah, our first garden tool I'm going to introduce, it's doing soil checks. So the first thing we teach the girls is that your soil in your garden is the most important thing to allow growth. And the imagery involved is soil equals your mind and your heart. At I Believe in Me, we're all about strong minds and strong hearts and strong girls. Got to have good, healthy soil in order to let anything grow. And so when soil checks are just checking in, checking in daily, even hourly on your mind and your heart. And specifically, we look at it when it comes to media, friends, and fashion. And Mm. it's the same for moms. It's checking in and saying two questions. How is my heart feeling? And am I growing? Or am I wilting? Right? Mm. It's
2: kind of like a meter, you know, like you would do like a chlorine check on a pool to see like, does it is it being overrun with chemicals or fungus, or is there something going on that's not supposed to be going on? So Mm -hmm. doing a soil check, it's kind of like a self-evaluation, a meter of how are you feeling? How is the heart and your mind doing? Are you feeling
1: icky? Or is there something that doesn't feel quite right? And what to do when that moment comes. So for example, if I'm just last weekend, I'm watching a Christmas movie with my family. The rating was good for almost all ages. We weren't worried. We go, settle in, and we start watching, and it's all of a sudden, eh, something, little situation that kind of pricked my heart. My heart wasn't feeling quite right. And you're doing a soil check for you and your family there. And eventually, we kind of do three strikes, you're out. We had to turn it off. Another way, especially as moms, we are so, uh, an
3: outlet for a mom is, is social media, just like at a lot of ages. And another way we do our soil che- soil checks is as you're scrolling or flipping through social media or, or um, whatever it might be, how is it making you feel? Are you feeling compared? Do you have to live up to, to X, Y, or Z? Or do you need this certain thing? And same thing with a 10-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 50-year-old. We have to do these soil checks and be like, okay, how is this making me feel? What things am I following? What am I viewing? What are you bringing into
2: your garden? Yeah, so
3: much of that is okay. Well, let's maybe unfollow this, or maybe let's not look at this category of of content or whatever. But let's also bring in this kind of content. Let's bring in something that's going to uplift and edify and and just make you feel better and happier. And you know, there's there's a couple accounts that I follow. That one in particular, that the entire um, her entire Instagram is scaring her husband. And it's so fun. (laughs) And it's just, it's just like, I don't have to think about anything. It makes me happy. It makes me smile. And I'm laying in bed usually. And my, I'm just cracking up to myself. My headphones in and my husband's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And it's just like, we need to remember to soil check and make sure, like, make sure the things that we are spending our time doing, make our heart and our minds feel good and happy and loved and Edified. I
2: think it's so important to like in, make sure that women and girls know that you are the master gardener of your garden. Like you control what comes in and out of that garden gate. And it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. If you can make that evaluation and decide this isn't worth my time, this isn't worth my energy. And it's not blessing my life. It's not helping me grow. I'm feeling wilty. Also, as moms, we don't have a ton of time maybe to like go out to lunch or spend time socially. And and I have found that. There's sometimes when I'm out with friends that I come away feeling better and inspired and lifted. And it's just like so renewing. But mm. I've, I've also had other times where I might be sitting at lunch and the conversation is gossipy. We the it
1: soil operational signal is off. Your heart's going. Yes.
2: To- uh-uh. <laughs> it's like, That's no, so this, it. this doesn't need to be in my garden. And it's not a, it's not a good use of my time or my energy.
0: Yes. I love that you gave that example of with friendships, because I do think sometimes we need to be aware of what friendships are bringing into our garden. And that can be a little tricky. And middle school is, you know, that's so central. Well, It's it's, it's
2: just important to surround ourselves with people who want to see us grow and who are helping us grow.
0: What advice do you have for girls who may realize that, or moms, who may realize that there are friends in their garden that are making them feel wilty or that they need to remove themselves from that friendship group or those types of conversations. How do you do that? Some of the
2: tools that we give the girls in this episode where we talk about soil checks and we tell the girls, you know what, if you're in a conversation where it starts to get icky or there's gossip or it's, it's demeaning anyway, change the topic, give a compliment, like, you know, shift the conversation and it, it can actually become a skill. Where if you, mm. if you find that you're in that situation, then you all of a sudden need to be that sunshine and you, you change the feeling in that friendship circle at that moment. But, you know, then again, reevaluate that if, if next time this keeps happening, there's at some point where you've got to say, this is not,
1: this is a toxic relationship in a sense, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We give, it, we give it the three strikes you're out rule meaning mm-hmm. we kind of guide the girls like, okay, if you're with a group of friends and someone kind of takes a jab and it hurts, but you can get through it. Okay. Strike one in your mind. Right. And then, then maybe, you know, ne- the next week it's a little bit harder and it's like, okay, strike two. And maybe you talk about it yeah. and then strike three. You're like, all right, that's it. I'm out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can totally think of times when I regret, the conversations that I was a part of, yes. or even that I started, you know, that what? I'm like, that's not me. Why did I do that? <laughs> so if somebody just like wrote me off as a certain type of person based on one conversation, right. Right. then I, that, you know, that doesn't feel quite right either. But like you said, if it's after repeated times that you're with these people that you're feeling wilty, it's a pretty good indication that it may be time to, to change something, to yeah. shut the gate of your garden in some way and to change something, which I think leads well into your second takeaway. Um, What is your second tool for us?
3: Okay. So our second tool, we talk about worms in our life. Those are the unexpected challenges and things that come up, whether it's an unexpected event, um, a family situation, a sickness. Those are the things that, that come into our life that we're not really prepared for. So like when you're gardening, and you find a worm it kind of takes your breath away for a sec you're kind of like oh oh hey what are you doing you know but and a lot of times Mm -hmm. we want to pick that worm up and move it out of our garden away from our flowers away from our soil and we want to remove that event or thing but we need those worms we need them um those unexpected things that come and kind of startle us are what allows us to grow and become better yes Yes. so when you find a
1: worm in the garden a worm is those unexpected things but it leaves a hole and as a gardener we choose what do we fill that hole with is it Uh discouragement and despair and darkness and being paralyzed and not knowing what to do which that happens it it happens in that initial moment of ah there's initial scare right but but the choice is ours. And so sometimes you don't know what to do, but if we choose to fill it with light to keep going, even though it's hard and you think, well, where do I, where do I start? Sometimes I just feel so paralyzed when I'm dealing with this worm that I'm so worried about. Well, you turn your worry into work. And in the end, that wormhole becomes what what brings on that strength and then yes, adds wow, nutrients to the soil. Yes. Cause you know, it's, it's in our hardships where we learn our greatest
2: lessons. Right. Yes. And, and that brings perspective into our soil. That brings sympathy for others who might be going through similar things. So, yes. these, so these worms as symbolic as a worm is in a garden where it aerates the soil and it brings, you know, it, mm-hmm. it moves things around, it shifts things. And mm-hmm. we don't like to be shifted, but guess what? <laughs> when you're shifted, growth can happen. You're not stagnant. You're always going to be progressing forward. And so that wormhole and that those worms in our garden are actually blessings, right? And it, it takes perspective to see that and maybe a little bit of experience be, to look back and be like, you know what? That was a hard thing, but I'm, I'm still here and I'm still pushing forward, sticking to my routines, trying to listen to my heart and my mind so that we can take on the next worm that might show up. And that leads us to our
1: third takeaway, which is the routines are the roots. That's what mm. keeps you steady. and you think, wait, what waking up and making breakfast is going to help with worm. Well, it can't take it away, but it keeps you moving and it keeps you growing. And by doing that, you're going to feel stronger. Mm. Most of my pregnancies have been just pretty much clockwork. I've been really grateful and really blessed that way. But But the last one, well, the fifth child threw me for a loop and I found myself in the hospital for a week and he was premature and I had never experienced something like that before. And it was shocking. It was a worm. And I found myself once I was home with this tiny, tiny baby and five other kids to, I, I didn't know quite what to do. I found myself for the first time. My mind felt paralyzed. My heart felt paralyzed. Fear was coming in and really I had to force myself to keep physically moving in my family and daily routines and that brought yes. me through that wormhole. I've got to keep moving. Even though I, things aren't quite clear, I can do it. I can keep going. I can keep growing and it's, and I'll get better and better each day. And I did. And that sunshine kept coming a little bit more as I kept moving. Right.
0: Yeah. Routines are a really big struggle for me, actually. Like probably the greatest area of struggle in my home and in my work life is I don't naturally build routines So what happened when COVID hit and everything got thrown off is I realized that so many things were kind of walking a delicate line in my life that when a worm came, when the unexpected came because i didn't have routines things really like felt right it, i felt so off kilter like right. i didn't have solid work routines so then all of a sudden my kids were home with me because <laughs> of quarantine and i was like how the heck do i do this and i didn't have like solid routines for maintaining connection with my spouse so then all of a sudden we were under all this pressure and stress and it, i felt the impact in our marriage and i one of the biggest takeaways that i took that i've continued to take from covid is that I need to build stronger routines so that when something like this happens in the future, which it will, let's hope not globally again.
1: Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, I'm cracking my fingers as we're talking oh, right
0: now. I know, I know. I just I I have felt the impression that my routines will be a steadying place for me if I can yes. get those in place.
2: For me, about 10 years ago, routines became an essential part of my life where I realized my I realized my sister, um, needed me because she had, uh, just lost her son to a drug overdose and mm-hmm. in it crushed her and I would get daily phone calls and I had five little kids and I was, I felt torn. I felt like I, I wanted to be there for my sister, but I was letting things go at home. And I soon realized that if I could get myself in a normal routine and, and, you know, plan things out and do the best I could taking care of things on my end, then I was available to go and help her. And even just, you know, just to sit with her and just to spend that time there. And then when I came back home, I knew exactly where to pick up and, and what to proceed. And my family didn't feel pushed aside at that time of that worm showing up, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it naturally just started to, to go together.
0: And so where, where do you help people start? Like, especially these younger girls, because I think how much it would have blessed and benefited my life to learn how to build solid routines then. If I had mastered that as a middle schooler, right. I wouldn't be struggling with that now as a mom or not as right. much, you know? So what? where do you start with teaching people the basics of routines?
2: It's actually very simple because whether these girls realize it or not, they're already doing their routine. They just need to write it down and then post it so you can visually see it and then be consistent. And if mm-hmm. you and if you start to be like, "Oh well, why did I put brushing my teeth there because actually i I need to get dressed first, then you switch it around like you write it in pencil, write it in pencil first, shift it like for a week, just kind of play with the morning routine, and mm-hmm. then little every time like you you complete something, you celebrate yourself, you're like, Oh my gosh, I woke up i I didn't have to hit the snooze button. I got <laughs> up on time or." <laughs> Oh my gosh, I made my bed. Mom, I made my bed. Like celebrate these tiny little
1: things in your routine that you're doing right. And then you build on that. Mm, And we really do start start with making your bed. Yes. In the planners that these girls get and the I Believe in Me program, there's a whole page of routines and the roots where they get to kind of, put in what they think their routine will be and they can change it and make it super personal. It needs to be very personal. Right. Well,
0: and I love what you said, Becky, about how they already have a routine, whether they know it or not. Like I say, I'm not very good at building routines, but I have a routine. It's just, it's just not the routine that I want. You know, like my (laughs) routine is oversleeping and getting my kids to school late and all like those, that's all part of my routine. And I could just slowly (laughs) build a new routine Uh, well, the things we do every day are our routines, but yes, we get to decide right. if they're positive or if they're, you know, not right. as positive for right. our life.
2: But but the thing I think that really helps Rachel too, is to write them down because even if you are doing, you know, waking up later, just, <laughs> just to even write down the order, it's a visual thing to see, oh, this is kind of what I
1: do.
0: Well, and I just and- think about the tip of writing down your routines is really powerful because it gives you clarity. It gives you consciousness. So like if I were to write out, this is my morning routine, oversleep, get the kids up. I would laugh, laugh, right? And then I'd be like, okay. Like it adds a little like humor to it. And be like, can you imagine if that was actually the morning routine that I like wanted, like I was seeking for. And I wrote down like, arrive five minutes late to school.
3: (laughs) (laughs) At least it's not 10. So you're good. Oh my gosh, I love it. And the thing with routines is they can be shifted and adjusted at any time, at any place. I'm kind of like a 75%er on my routines. I'm really good on some things and some things, no. But we've had to shift around a couple of things, especially getting ready for school in the morning. So the last yeah, thing nope. they do as they literally walk out the door in the downstairs bathroom is brush their teeth. We've had to shift it around a couple of times because it just, it brings a little bit of ease to my morning instead of having to yell at them to go run back upstairs. Right. Uh, yeah. that. So so routines can kind of shift and, and, and adjust depending on the family lifestyle. And that is one little tiny routine that like, okay, if I'm having to yell constantly, that's probably not a good <laughs> routine and I need to shift it.
0: That's perfect. I love yeah. it. And I love that you said there that routines should really bless, they should bring ease to our lives.
1: If that girl or that mom can get up and get dressed or like whatever they feel is the routine that is really bugging them. So whatever part of their, part of their morning that they're like, oh, you know, if they can switch one thing on that they would like to do consistently, then that feeling of sunshine and like, I did it. And the calmness and getting out the door instead of everyone frazzled.
0: And I love the emphasis on celebrating what has gone right. And we had an episode with BJ Fogg, who is actually Becky's brother. So that's pretty cool. And I'll link that. But he teaches that really the key to wiring and habits is taking that second to celebrate. And to give yourself that positive reinforcement of, I did it, you know, I, I made my bed. I did this little thing and that little thing. And as moms, we can do that and we can teach our kids to do it as well to celebrate the little things that they're doing right throughout their day.
2: Yes, exactly. And sometimes like if you have a busy day and you don't have time to exercise, but you have one minute to do jumping jacks, guess what? You did one minute junk jump, jumping jacks. Feel good about that. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, ladies, this has been so helpful. I know I could just talk to you all day about these amazing garden tools that you teach to girls and mom and their moms. And I would just love to encourage everybody listening to go and check out the I Believe in Me program. If you have a, a preteen girl, these ladies have put so much care and heart into every one of the weekly lessons. There's so much there in the program. And do you want to tell us about the Christmas? kind of promotion that you have going on to make things special if someone wants to gift this to their daughter for christmas
1: yes so if you decide that 11 12 years maybe 13 but it really is geared for the 11 12 um you go in and as when you click to register there's a box that says if you'd like to give it as a holiday gift you check here it will alert us and the way we'll ship it to you is we'll add a special bonus little christmas they get a starter kit when they When they start, I believe in me, it has their planner. It actually has a bam button, which is a be awesome moment button where they can actually hit it. And it says, woo, for those celebration moments and, you know, stickers and things like that. So they get their starter kit. But if you give it as a holiday gift, we'll add in a special bonus gift and wrap it. And the good thing about I believe in me, it's on their own time at their own pace. You're never behind yes. when they open that box and when they log in, that's when their adventure begins.
0: Oh, that's so great! I I know that this would be a gift that would have blessed me so much as a middle schooler. We're just so grateful that you're supporting three and thirty this month and for the, all the work that you do.
1: Well, we love your podcast yeah, because the awesome. women that listen, they have they are they want to grow. Like this is yours mm. is all about growing, and we
2: just know that you share that vision that. Women and girls around the world—they just, we just need to build each other up, and we need to support each other, and find the beauty in our own gardens, and support each other in their gardens.
0: Yes, amen. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing with that mission, and thanks for coming on three and thirty and giving us your time today. Thanks Thanks for having us. us. Wasn't that a fun conversation? Those three ladies are such good women—the type of women that I know for sure I'd love to mentor my preteen daughter. You can find out more about their monthly membership program by visiting 3and30podcast.com/I believe in me and I will link that in the show notes. And if you want to give your daughter a sample of the program, you can teach her these three gardening principles while you are practicing living them in your own life as well. First, do daily soil checks. This is where you check in on your mind and your heart, the soil where everything in your life grows. Are the things that you are letting into your garden enriching your soil, or are they making you feel wilty inside? You can do a little soil check with your social media use, your friendships, your media intake, and so much more. Second, embrace your worms. The things in life that come up unexpectedly that you might think you don't want in your garden, the hard stuff, is often what ends up fertilizing and aerating your soil the most and making true growth possible. You won't always love it in the moment. But if you keep pressing forward through your hardships, you will have richer soil and a more beautiful, varied garden as a result of those worms. And third and finally, establish routines as your roots. Your daily routines will keep you steady in the storms of life. And it's worth it to invest a bit of time in writing down what your current routines are, because even if they aren't conscious, you have them. And then writing down and experimenting with routines that might serve you better and keep you more steady, the roots that you want to have in your life. As always, thank you so much for listening to today's episode and spending a bit of time with me each week. As a quick reminder, don't forget to reserve your Flex of Gold journal if that's a routine that you want to build into your life in 2021. And I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.